2: Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. The chemistry between you and Cooper Cup. Oh, I mean, that's hard work. That's that's hours together. Um, you know, I just thank Coach for putting it. Hey, Matthew, you and Cooper get this thing done. He kept calling plays for him, kept finding ways to get him the ball. He made unbelievable plays. That's what he does. Um, I'm just so proud of this team. It's it's such a team victory. Our defense played outstanding. Special teams timely and big when we needed it. Uh, such a great, such a great game. <laughs> wow, that was man. The, basically, the last seven playoff games were all just epic finishes, right? The the division oh, yeah. games, the the NFC AFC championship, and then the Super Bowl. It's
0: fantastic, man. What did we man. do to
2: deserve this, as football fans? Um, what did we do to deserve this?
0: Let's see. As Football fans, I'm not sure. As Vikings fans, we suffered a lot, and so we got some sort of payoff. Does that sound
2: fair? Yes, I have seen. I, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of cousins crusaders out there taking a victory lap because because Matthew Stafford oh. won a Super Bowl, and so like oh does you didn't Kirk know a ring too? Oh yeah, Kirk gets <laughs> Kirk gets a, a ring, Exceed. a trophy. You didn't know about that? Uh, I didn't know they were Siamese twins yes. connected to each other. I thought they were only like close to each other in quarterback rankings. No. Nope. But... <laughs> Same guy. Thank you. Uh, Oh, real quick, before we get to statements, we have some breaking Vikings news here. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Uh, Ian Rappaport, Vikings are hiring. How about this? Ke- Kevin O'Connell gets up in the morning or didn't even go to sleep last night. Probably had a couple cocktails in Los Angeles <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, a nice porterhouse or something. And uh, he's hiring staff. So the Vikings are hiring Gerard Johnson to serve as an assistant on the offense and work with quarterbacks. Under new coach Kevin O'Connell, a two-time participant in the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship, Johnson was a quality control coach for the Colts last year. So Kevin O'Connell just waking up or not sleeping at all and crafting <laughs> the future of the Minnesota Vikings. Let's get it. It's
0: time to get to work, Kevin.
2: You're just 33 years old, too. Gerard, John- er, Gerard Johnson, young guy. Get on that plane. Get here. It's time to get to work. Uh, he was also, apparently, he played for Texas A&M. Yep. Gerard Johnson played for Texas a okay. where uh, Chad Graff says, coincidentally, Kellen Mond broke a lot of Johnson's records. Mm-hmm. So maybe he can help Axel. Maybe he can – you think he'll pay attention to I'll Kellen just ignore Mond him. once in a while? Maybe Cold shoulder. Do that. <laughs> Who are you again? So, <laughs> so all right, this is uh, this is Mackie and Judd, Monday statements. Judd, you're the leadoff, man. Let's oh, that. boy. Okay, oh, boy, oh, boy.
0: So many things off that game. So many things that uh, oh. pertain to the Minnesota Vikings Uh, considering Kevin O'Connell, the OC for the Rams, is going to be at some point in time this week introduced as the Vikings coach, one would hope. But statement number one is this. Speaking of the link between Stafford and Cousins, I'm going to take it a step beyond that and draw a link between Stafford and Cousins and Cooper Cup and one Justin Jefferson and tell you this, star players are never eliminated. Star players are never, I'm going to say this slowly, eliminated. They are always an option. Exhibit A, Los Angeles, California. Actually, Inglewood on Sunday. Fourth quarter, last Rams drive. Matthew Stafford and, just as importantly or more so, the star player, absolutely, Cooper Cup. OBJ is out. Everybody knows where the football is going. Yeah, Everybody, be the Bengals did not decide. You know, let's give Cooper Cup a break. Let's not cover him too much. Everybody knew the ball was going to Cup and Sean McVay and Stafford. To his credit, Stafford, and Kevin that, O'Connell. That's right, and and Kevin Ke- O'Connell, and Kevin O'Connell. What did they do? They doubled down and said, screw it. We have no choice. We have one star receiver left. And throwing to these backup guys who are dropping balls and and being skittish is not working. And that's not Stafford's fault. We're going to go all in. And we are going to have Matthew Stafford throw, I'm going to say this very slowly again, high danger passes, high danger chances. Those passes were very dangerous. Those passes, oh, my God, they might be picked. You might fail, and then if you fail, what will you do? And on that drive, Cooper Cup, four catches, 39 yards, a game-winning touchdown, okay? If Kirk stays, and let's just assume for the sake of the conversation right now, Kirk Cousins is the, is the Vikings quarterback in 2022. If Kirk stays, Cooper Cup is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is Cooper Cup. Kirk Cousins that's right, you Cousins loving stands. Kirk Cousins is Stafford. That ball, with no questions asked and no room for errors when it matters most, that ball has to be thrown into situations that you hate, go, that go against every fiber that exists in your brain. But it must happen with no excuses post-game of, well, uh, they were double. Oh, man. Oh, uh, safety high. Safety high. What was I going to do? The other thing that Stafford mentioned in the clip that Declan played at the outset of the show is this. What did Matthew Stafford say about his relationship and what paid off with Cooper Cup? Hours Hours together. Hours hours together. together. Gentlemen, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins. Or, I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Clear your calendars. Tell your families, kiss them goodbye, and get to work. Hours together. Hours. Kirk, that means there is not a lot of time for the rest of your life to exist if you're going to be the quarterback. Hours together.
2: Yep. To your to your point, you know, I think Kirk has Kirk has said this in almost every press conference he's ever given. He said it in his book that his core central I don't know what you would say it. Like his 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 main ethos when it comes to playing quarterback is don't make the game-changing mistake. Because he, and, he, and he recalled in his book that that game Michigan State against Notre Dame, right? He made he he forgot to send a receiver in motion, and so you know someone ran the, ran the wrong route or whatever, and and he threw a bad interception. He and, and he said that sticks in my head. I will not make a mistake like that to cost us a game. And so with Kirk, you get this usually this very steady, you know, seventeen eighteen games, maybe eventually seven, you know, including playoff games, whatever. You don't get a ton of like. Game-altering mistakes from him. You get some fumbles, and he had that Falcons game. But Matthew Stafford shows you it's not enough to just avoid interceptions. In fact, you can throw some interceptions. He, Matthew Stafford gives you a wider variance of outcome. There's going to be some times where he throws three picks in the first half, and oh, my God, what just happened, right? But, and this is I'll transition to my next statement here, too. Sorry, but that throw he made, it's all over. I retweeted it this morning. It's the it's the game winning drive. They're trying to get down, score a touchdown, right? Gorgeous. And there's a play where he's he's in the pocket, and and Cooper Cup is running. It's like a 12 yards out and in route. And there's a linebacker sitting in the exact spot where Stafford needs to hit Cooper Cup, or yeah, Cooper Cup. And Stafford looks, he stares this linebacker over to the right, looking at the tight end. And makes a no look throw. He pulls the he pulls the linebacker like three yards up away from the gap that he wants Cooper Cup to run into. No look, whizzes it by the freaking ear hole of this linebacker, and like that's a super risky throw that might get picked. Like when that ball leaves his hand, there's like a fifty percent chance it gets picked. But he has to you you, you can't be checking down in that situation to a to a backup tight end. Like you have to drive the ball down the field yes. and pick up chunks. And there's just this level of fearlessness that you see out of but, him, and it, and it sometimes results in a train wreck interception. But but
0: that's born from what as as well. Cup is unbelievable, but it's born from the fact that those two got to the facility at five a.m. all the time, worked together constantly. I'm saying I want the Jefferson, and, and I think Jefferson's in. I want the Jefferson cousins work if Kirk is indeed back to start right right now. Basically, I don't. You know, get it. Like, like that's what you need. That mentality of I trust you so much
2: that I'm going to make a throw that might be stupid, but it's going to work. So I'll give you this one. Sort of piggybacking, Vikings fans, be excited about Kevin O'Connell. I get that this was Sean McVay's moment. This was Matthew Stafford's moment. But by all accounts, Kevin O'Connell was very, very heavily involved in onboarding Matthew Stafford, coming up with schemes, coming up with ways to dissect opposing defenses. Go back if you get a chance at some point and just watch the last 10 or 15 plays of that game offensively for the Rams, the last drive. And like you said, the Bengals know that OBJ is out. Tyler Higby is out. Robert Woods has been out for two months. It's pretty much Cooper Cup. And uh, they're doing everything they can to, you know, the, the Bengals defense, everything they can to account for Cooper Cup. And so how did the Rams counter? Go look at the creative ways they use Cooper Cup. At one point, they had him running for seven yards on a jet sweep for a first down. They had him in the slot. They had him outside. They had him running over the middle. They had him running to the back pylon. Uh, just an amazing, and again, Sean McVay is the is the main mastermind here, but the Vikings get to steal some equity from this coaching tree, yes. and people have been raving about Kevin O'Connell's leadership and teaching abilities, and so... Uh, He's coming to town this week, whenever they make it official, with a calculus offensive playbook that lives in the modern era of football. And whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Cousins or somebody else, I think Vikings fans should be excited about that.
0: In in my opinion, it could be classified as a don't be stupid, but there is no room for fear approach. So, like, if you're afraid... To
2: quarterbacking.
0: Yeah, well, or or to just, just buying in to the entire thing. Yes. QB is the most important guy. But if you look at this entire thing, it's not about being dumb, but you cannot have fear. And if you do screw up, you got to go back out there and you got to keep going. Um, this whole thing of everybody being like, "Well, if we make a mistake, it's going to set our defense up to, "Oh, no, we can't do that." That has to be gone." Like, like one of O'Connell's first moves when they start their their um, program this spring, I think is this. You have to literally wipe the, offenses, the offensive players' minds clean of the fear that was built in them. Yeah, Fear-based uh, team. The fear-based offense of this team, which to me was, if we make a mistake, everyone's in trouble. Everyone's yeah. in trouble, right? That's got to go because like, that offense is an exact blueprint of, don't be dumb, but you're going to make mistakes because we need to put ourselves in a position to make plays.
2: By the way, the uh, the Rams. If you're looking like for their statistical profile in terms of just simply points for points against, they were 15th in points allowed this season. They allowed 22 points per game. They were situationally they were really good in certain spots, and obviously, like when you know, look at yesterday when they needed the best defensive player of our generation, Aaron Donald, to make plays. Boom! He stops a run on third down with one arm, and then he gets to Joe Burrow for it wasn't a sack necessarily, but it was he got to Joe Burrow before he could throw to a, to a wide-open Jamar Chase. Uh, and then offensively for the Rams, Matthew Stafford, I, I, this may have led the NFL. He threw 17 interceptions this year. And I feel like that's a non-starter for a lot of like, well, my God, he threw 17 interceptions. He's sabotaging your team. But along with some of those mistakes, the Rams, Stafford, offensive scheming, coaching, they maximized his the upside of that variance too. 41 touchdowns, almost 5,000 yards. He threw like in the second half and fourth quarter of these playoff games, he threw like 10 or 12 touchdown passes. And so I think it shows you that you don't have to have the number one defense. You just have to have a, a good situational defense that can, you know, not get. And by the way, the Rams defense is better than the Vikings defense. But it's okay to throw picks. It's okay to make mistakes if you're also taking advantage of huge chunk plays on top of it. So, dare, like, I'm with you. Get rid of this fear-based Dare I say it? It's okay seen. to abandon the run. <laughs> it's okay. You can do it. It's
0: not your fault, Alvin. It's not your fault. You can abandon the run. Yeah. All right,
1: Dex. All right, my date. first statement. Yes, there were similarities. But the Vikings are not the Rams. I want to explore this path because I saw so many tweets about this over the last basically 48 hours, so, and I want to indulge it for a second. Um, I, I saw the comparisons. Kirk Cunns and Matthew Stafford. Uh, the fact the Rams had a top defense. The Vikings once had a top defense. L.A. has Cooper Cup and OBJ. The Vikings had Thielen and Diggs and now have Thielen and Jefferson. They're comparable, but it was four years ago, dude. We're, this is not the same same recipe for success that the Vikings and the Rams had. The, the the Rams went for it in a much different way, and it worked for them. And let let's go back to Cousins and Stafford just for a second, because if if you watch the last month of the playoffs and you think Kirk and Stafford are the same, are the same, please, full stop. Get your eyes checked. Go to a psychiatric review go figure out something else because Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins are on a completely different level. Stafford has a has a tendency to throw some risky passes. Kirk Cousins never throws risky pass. He literally says, "I don't want to throw those passes." Kirk has the ability to throw them. He does. He has a he has an amazing arm, but he's not Matthew Stafford. And the Rams said basically for the last 5 years, they said screw it on every first round pick. They haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff that's, that, that's five years of no first-round picks. The Vikings have wasted outside of Justin Jefferson. Wasted every first-round pick since 2016, essentially. I know the Sam Bradford trade, they had to make it, but outside of Justin Jefferson, just some gigantic whiffs in the first round. And Sean McVay and Mike Zimmer, completely polar opposite dudes, right? Like, McVay, McVay had some warts yesterday. Like, McVay almost not gave the game away, but he he, 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 had, he made some mistakes play calling-wise but he was still able to adapt and change to it. And when it was on the final drive, he said, Stafford and Coop and Cup, go make the play. Go make the plays. You guys trust each other. I have the belief and faith in you. Mike Zimmer never had the faith in any of his quarterbacks to go out and say that. Um, So I I understand why at at one point you can look at the 2018-17 Vikings and say, well, it was a top defense. We made this big play for a quarterback. The Rams just did the same thing. It's not the same thing. They're not comparable, in my opinion, The Rams were able to do it on a completely different level, and they went about it in a completely different way. The Rams and Vikings are not the same.
2: Well, I'll I'll pick out the one thing that, I mean, the one thing I totally agree on is the Vikings tried this, right? The Vikings tried the Matthew Stafford model, which is, hey, the team feels like it's ready to rock. You've already made a deep run in the playoffs, and you just need an upgrade or something more stable at quarterback. And so the Rams swapped Goff for Stafford, and they win a Super Bowl. The Vikings— People are you know, kind of talking about this, like, well, the Vikings can do the same thing. They already have their Stafford, which, you know, they're very different quarterbacks. Well, they they did four years ago. Like the Vikings were thirteen and three NFC Championship game, and they were swapping. Let's okay, let's go from you know, sort of ah, we don't really trust Case Keenum to keep doing this long term. Let's get someone more dynamic in here with his arm. And like 2018-19, that was the window, huh? and they they missed the playoffs one year, and then they got smoked in the divisional round by San Francisco. I mean that was their that was their chance, and they. They failed. Zimmer, yes. Zimmer failed. But they also Cousins failed like but they didn't go they did
0: they went in but not all in. That's the problem. Yeah, they didn't they didn't Whitworth, make the big trades like yeah, sign him. Ramsey, trade your draft picks. And they they're like, "Well, but we've got this this QB." The Rams had a clear understanding of what they had and how it could work. The Vikings the Vikings were like, "Rick Said, well, yeah, if, if we get the QB, it's going to be great. Uh, but I got to build too. You can't serve uh, two master plans. He basically had two plans, and he didn't, and he didn't divert from either one. That's sort of a blind spot right there, if you ask me.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeff, back to you. All right.
0: My next statement is this, and this crystallized in watching the Bengals and Rams throughout the course of the playoffs, but was especially clear as as. Um, uh, student and teacher w- went at it yesterday and it's this offensively it's all about the setup what do I mean you guys recall this year we praised we praised the Vikings at times and Clint Kubiak Because the first 15 work so well. The first 15 are unbelievable. When the Vikings get out there with those scripted plays, good luck stopping them after that. They're a train wreck at times. But those first 15, the Vikings are ready for you on Sunday and Monday if they must, but they will get at least three points. See what the Rams do, Bengals do, good teams do. If they score on their scripted portion, that's great. They're happy but what they're doing is they use those plays to take the temperature of the defense and set up the rest of the game. They use those 15 plays, 12 to 15 plays to basically uh, uh, get ideas for what they can do and and the, they use them as as a as a link between coach, OC and quarterback to feel things out and then they go. And then they go and explore so the first the scripted plays allow them to explore the space later on. The Vikings were all in on we uh, let's just go down there and score. We got the greatest first 15 ever. It's not the point. The point is exploring the defense, exploring the game, finding out what you can work with and what you can't. I mean, that is such a different path from what we saw between the Vikings and what we see from uh, the Rams, the Bengals, and hopefully what Kevin O'Connell is going to bring
2: here. And I actually thought that those the both teams did a bad job of that yesterday. I mean, the the Bengals. How many times do you need to be like in your preparation for the game? You knew that you were going to have a hard time dealing with pressure up the middle. You know, it, during the game, it started to manifest, especially in the second half. Like, how many more times do you need to see Aaron Donald break through and pressure you before you bring some extra protection and do something? It's like. I was sort of surprised by how often they let Joe Burrow just get pummeled in the playoffs. And then on the McVay side, how many times are you gonna run the ball into the back of the offensive line and get stuffed? I mean, they like it took them forever to abandon the run. So um I, I think like your point applies to other games leading up to the Super Bowl, but I actually thought both head coaches still, got really oddly stubborn in this one and didn't didn't move on yeah. from what wasn't. They stick to for a what long. they
0: want to to do what I appreciate, though, is, is the exploratory n- nature of not being all in for those 15 plays, and let's just go score. They're scripting to try and 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 get tells. They're scripting to try and see things. And yeah. well, the
2: other thing too that's is a like huge the Vi- difference. The Vikings statistically were one of the better first quarter offenses, points wise, in the NFL because of those scripted plays. Like they did a pretty good job yeah. of. Okay, we can look at the film. You know, Kirk, Kubiak, figure this thing out. But once the game breaks down a little bit, becomes more improvisational, the opposing team goes on a run and punches you in the mouth, then it became hard for both the Vikings offense and defense, it, it feels like, to to slow things down. Yeah, so we'll I, I think
0: sure. in, in the Rams case, too, I think OBJ going out changed that entire game. Oh, yeah. Like he was I, – I think if he doesn't get hurt, the Rams can run. Mm-hmm. But then they tried to run once he – he was out and eventually, and I appreciate this. I appreciate the fact that when push came to shove, the Rams said, Okay, screw it. Cause no. I there's a lot of teams <clears throat> there's a lot of teams in this league that would have said, We are sticking with what we do. And the Rams did say, Okay,
2: it's not working. Yeah. All right. I here's my next statement. I don't care who it is well i kind of care but like give me a quarterback going forward that rises up against pressure this is an amazing statistic all right matthew stafford and joe burrow were the only two quarterbacks in the nfl to average 8 yards per attempt when pressured and that and that and that includes the regular season if you go playoffs i believe i believe burrow is at 9 yards per attempt uh when you attack on playoffs they were number 1 and number 2 by a mile in yards per attempt when facing pressure of an opposing defense. And in that game yesterday, Matthew Stafford, when the Bengals rushed five or more, was five of five for 41 yards and a touchdown. Uh, If you're wondering where Captain Kirk ranks, he was... So Stafford and Burrow were number one and number two in yards per attempt when pressured. Cousins was 32nd. Cool. And... I think we spend so much time trying to figure out how can you build this perfect thing? And like, obviously the Rams have built it better than the Vikings have, but it's not perfect for the Rams either. Cause football is hard. Even when you're constructed like the Rams are, hmm? there's like a two hour stretch last night where they can't move the ball. Because they hurt, turn yeah. the ball over a couple of times. Like football is freaking hard. Things break down. You're you know, despite your best efforts to build a roster and to keep guys healthy, like, Teams are going to put pressure on you, especially once you start facing the best teams in the world in the second, third, and now fourth round of the playoffs, right? And the fact that both these teams had guys, in, like Stafford and Burrow, just sort of shake it off. They shake off injury. They shake off pressure. They rise up. They're not perfect. They make some bad throws here and there. Stafford throws some interceptions, but I just I love their ability, both statistically and with the eye test, to just shrug off opposing teams, making the game sort of muddy. Burrow's, so give me give me someone like that
0: burrow's knee basically collapsed oh. it
2: basically Dude, was, collapsed and oh.
0: he's like i'm fine stafford's ankle too yep. yeah ugh. but he's yeah, like beating i'm fine and, and i mean there is there is zero attempt here on my part to com- compare this to kirk because kirk plays a ton i'm just saying joe pearl's uh knee collapsed and stafford's foot got bent like sideways and both of them were like okay go okay i'm good i'm Let's still go playing this,
2: go in this year yeah, yeah that's impressive
0: All
1: right, my next statement. Can it
0: please be
1: our turn? Can it be our turn for once? The following teams have not made the Super Bowl since the last time the Vikings have made it in 77. These are the teams. The Texans. The Lions. The Browns. The Jaguars. Yep. And the Vikings. Yep, And the Vikings. Let me read those teams again the Vikings are in that haven't made a Super Bowl since 1977. The Texans, the Lions, the Browns, the Jags. The Vikings are in the company of just five of some of the worst-run teams of all time in the last 40 40 years. There's
0: one team on the list that you just read Mm -hmm. that that since the last time the Vikings made the Super
2: Bowl have played full-time. The Lions. Everybody The the Browns missed a five-year chunk. Yes, the Browns did... The, the Browns have never been Jaguars. to a Super Bowl. No. no. The Lions and Browns have never been to no. a Super Bowl. No, but I mean, at least the, they the, took
0: five the, years the, off.
2: Yeah. And yeah. the Ravens went. <laughs> Probably for yeah. the best. I think the Lions the Browns, five years <laughs> off. And
0: the Browns. And those Browns went. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore went. Oh, it's, it and is. Yeah, it's,
1: it's so tough. Dude, like, l- look at the Bengals. Have made, the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl, right? Three. The Panthers have been to two Super Bowls in the last 20 years. Yeah, The yeah. Falcons, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. I know Cincy fans right now are probably heartbreaking heartbroken and there's some grief stricken Bengals fans today. They canceled school okay. in preparation for today, which I love. All right. Yeah, I love well, that. Well you should Good cancel school. Cancel school all. I love all that. The time. You should do that. Yeah. Uh, but I'd rather hurt than never love it all, man. And I just want the Vikings okay. in a damn
0: Super Bowl. Question. If you guys could could have the Vikings since since their last appearance or the Bengals, who, by the way, at times have been a dumpster fire, but have three appearances. Which would you take?
2: Uh, I mean, give me the Bengals. I guess it's it's so. You've been to three. Those are those are two great examples because the Bengals have largely been garbage, right? Yes. Yeah, for thirty years, <laughs> yeah. they did have. I mean, they did have a run. With Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton were like they were competitive and they would win eleven games once in a while, but they didn't win playoff games. They Correct. were like 0-8 in the playoffs. So at least you were you were kind of the Timberwolves there for like yeah. seven or eight years with KG almost, for <laughs> like, yeah, you make the playoffs, but then you get smoked in the first round. It's tough. I'm 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 not gonna sit here and celebrate mediocrity anymore. The Bengals have graduated from mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So now what I what I what I like a 10 year stretch of of being embarrassing like they had in the 90s not really I don't want that but I don't fear that I don't think you should I certainly don't think that Quasey and KOC should do everything they can to run it back like I am okay with the risk of falling into a a well of NFL futility for the for the chance that they can build something sustainable so i'm I'm here for the risk it's I'm here for the it's risk.
1: insane that the Vikings though have just not stumbled into one. Like, Jake DeLome and the Panthers went to one. <laughs> you're so like, just no, you're right. How? How
0: have they not know, 98, stumbled into 2009, one? 2009. That's how. Like, you you well, had your heart ripped out in the NFC Championship game three times. 87,
2: uh, 98, 2009. Well, know. people had their heart ripped out also in 2000 and 2017, yeah. but those were blowout yeah, games. Yeah, I, I don't count those as much, but yes, that's true. So, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, like, to not even, to not stumble your way in is impossible, right? And they, were, they, they, they had both those games in 98 and 2009 in hand. But if you look at those games, too, those are the two best seasons in my life, right? 98 and 2009. Yep. Those are the two best Vikings football teams. I was born in 1985. Yep. But those were, like, kind of fluky pop-up seasons. Like, they had good rosters, but then, okay, oh, Randall Cunningham is magically back from being unemployed. And Randy Moss fell in the draft. This generational talent, and they had this crazy pop up year that turned out to not. It was kind of sustainable because they were they were competitive for like a three year stretch, and they and they couldn't cash in. But the 2019 was like this is your once in a lifetime chance. Brett Favre is only going right. to be here for like a year or two. It's magic, and it's not a quarterback of the future. It's just like he's our it's place. like Peyton Manning in Denver. They cashed in. Yep. Yeah, you know, but yeah, but Matthew Stafford now in L. A. They cashed in.
0: They cashed in.
2: That's the difference. Um, Real quick, uh, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping business owners maximize the success of their companies for a long time through risk management, tools and resources, uh, products like MyShield, legal resources, safety walkthroughs, webinars, all sorts of things that you can get your hands on as a business owner at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business, to protect yours. Statements here on this Super Bowl hangover Monday. Uh is it my whose turn is it? Is it my turn? I think it's my, uh, think it's my turn. Back to Judd here. Okay. Yeah, I think Dex just went. Jed. Okay, go ahead, Judd. You go ahead.
0: Here's my statement. I now have the new slogan for your uh uh crazy KOC led 2022 Vikings. 2021 was the year of no more excuses. Unfortunately, we got a lot of excuses. Well, I mean, the Vikings, I mean, come on. you're What'd you guys expect? Yeah, this typical score North, you expect championships. That's stupid. 2021 was the year of no more excuses. I'm going to admit it didn't work out. 2022, we are now pivoting to this one. No more fear. Everything when it comes it. to the <laughs> Vikings and sports in this town, from the fans to the teams, we're all culpable. So I'm not absolving any of us, but it's all about fear. Well, if you I don't know if you, if you get rid of Kirk. I don't know what's going to happen, Matilda. Um, the team might not be good for a long time. We could be the Lions. Well, guess what? Declan just went through a list. Declan just went through a list of teams that haven't made the Super Bowl since 1977. And the Vikings and Lions are together. So you know what? In some ways, despite the fact that your record's superior, you are the Lions. Um, the offense ran with what? Fear. I mean, Eric Kendricks came out and said, a defensive guy, came out and said, we should not be, it'd be nice to be playing for a team that's not a fear-based organization. Okay? Yeah. So 2022, I'm pivoting now right from excuses to fear. No more fear. Embrace whatever we have to embrace to get where we need to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, it's... um. I think it's easier said than done because there's probably some major changes that need to be made if you if you yeah. fully want to adopt and and if you make like if you move on from the quarterback that is rooted in avoiding mistakes as opposed to capitalizing on moments and taking risks you're not guaranteed to find a quarter you might whiff on the quarterback that's a huge like that's a huge thing but I'm kind of with you like as much as we want to sit here and say I mean this franchise we kind of put our nose up like at least we're not the jaguars or the <laughs> Lions, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, the Vikings have been more competitive year in and year out than those franchises. They're pretty much the Bears. You know, I tweeted this out a few months ago and, and sent it back out yesterday. Over the last twenty years, the Bears and the Vikings have had eleven leading passers. You know, kind of a quarterback carousel. They've both been to the playoffs six and eight times. They both made like two or three deep runs. Bears actually went to a Super Bowl. 15 I was going to say, ago. yeah, they went to a Super Bowl. They've both been through five head coaches. Yeah, they've both been second fiddle, largely to the Packers and the division. I mean, the Vikings are kind of the Bears, and uh, I think to to somehow put our nose in the air and say that we are no, 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 no. Let's let's be real. But that's let's the fear. Real.
0: Yeah, but but our fear is our fear is well, we're not the Lions because our fear is oh my God, what if we get worse? <laughs> yeah. We're always afraid we're always afraid and the problem is it goes from it permeates the entire market because it's the teams too the twins we can't trade a top prospect what oh, if what, what if, that, what what if, if Royce Lewis you know. is really good what if we traded Royce Lewis and so instead of saying you know what screw it no let's do this let's do this let's be all in no more fear from everybody and you know what too if you do have fear Get off the damn bus. Get off. Get off. Get off the bus. You know what? If you're like, "I can't throw that pass, that's too dangerous and might affect my statistics." Get off the bus. <laughs> it's time to like take that. chances. Like Matthew that. Stafford threw what could have been a very irresponsible and stupid pass and guess what he's got?
2: Today. Probably sleeping between him and his wife as the Lombardi trophy. Hey, what do you have what what do you have to say since we're down this path here? Well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you this statement, and then we can. Oh, that's really all right. Uh, the peak version of Matthew Stafford is now a reality, while the peak version of Kirk Cousins remains a theory. And so, I'll take that statement and ask a question to you guys: What do you make of the people that say, "A, well, Kirk's better than Stafford," and "B, Kirk could have done all the things that Stafford did, and he wanted to throw in that interception." you know the second to last driver whatever in the end zone the 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 notion that well Kirk, i mean Kirk is the same as Stafford he would have done all these things and it's just the, everything else around him has been garbage for 10 years
0: um those people are are constantly moving every goalpost that they can possibly find it's ridiculous uh Kirk Cousins is talented again i'll say it for the 1 millionth time Kirk Cousins is a talented quarterback he is mentally not capable of doing what Stafford did. And and my belief is, and we might find out, my belief is his mental capability, even with more confidence probably or certainly instilled in him by Kevin O'Connell, is not going to change that. Matthew Stafford is a gambler. Sometimes he looks really bad, but guess what? Today he's got a Super Bowl because he took Gambles and the thing that that just infuriated me yesterday was I saw tweets about well Stafford was garbage. It's all the defense, the Cousins defenders again. They're always trying to move and shift things away from credit. To, like if it doesn't fit, they they claim that that we are are uh, in love with the narratives about how to rip Kirk. But the reality is they constantly just change theirs to suit him. And I will say this. Give me Kirk in that game on that last Rams drive because I will bet a lot of my hard-earned cash that he would not do, would not replicate what Matthew Stafford did.
2: Yeah, and until he's playing in a game in late January or early February, then it's not even, it's, it's not a conversation. And again, this always comes full circle. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have that Rams defense. Well, Cousins had a better defense than this Rams defense in 2018 yeah. and 19. Go look up the, go but- look up at the numbers. What no. were people saying about that Vikings defense at the time? Mike Zimmer is a wizard, and Daniel Hunter is one of the best players in the NFL, and Eric Kendricks. Yes. Like it was a ridiculous defense, and he couldn't make the playoffs with it. So I'm with you. It's like, well, if you just give this, this, what this, 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 this? It's like it's an, an, okay. If, if 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 it's a theory, <laughs> right? His his next level is a theory. The theory. It is a concept that does not exist.
0: But the theory now on the entire uh, Vikings team is this: it shifted to Zimmer was the worst coach of all time. He was terrible. Look, you just need to get away from Mike. He, like, like we have now had
2: flaws, but he was not the worst coach. And in 2018,
0: he sure he was not. He was not. Uh, but like this whole thing now is it's all Mike's fault. That's literally become the mantra of a yeah, lot of people. it's it, sh- it yeah. was all Mike. He they're yeah. fine now without Mike. Bring everybody back.
2: So, right Dude, it's yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Like, Mike had major flaws at the end of his run, but yes. Mike in eight years was like sixteen games above five hundred, and for the first four years, averaged ten wins per season, and went to the playoffs twice in those first four years. And if Blair Walsh doesn't miss a twenty-seven yarder, the Vikings. It's possible the Vikings they could have won another game and gone. Like, who knows? I'm just saying. He had flaws, but to dump everything the last four years on Mike Zimmer is uh, incorrect.
0: BC, four cousins, AC and BC. Yeah.
1: All right, back to Declan here. All right, uh, I have a Super Bowl takeaway. I-, I would say that was the most entertaining off the field Super Bowl, like uh, entertainment wise, uh, in a long, long time. I thought the commercials were spectacular. The rocks introduction, dude. I, I, I mean. Obviously, Phil and I are, so are wrestling ready. geeks. I was ready to Finally. run through a wall after that. Like I was like, "Let's I will play say, some damn w-
2: football." I wish he would have paused after millions. Yeah, you know, I know. He, he usually when he does the millions and then he lets the crowd at millions. I would have been all. In I think on that. they were going like this.
0: Yeah, he was. He was going quickly because I think he went. I think they were slightly behind. I think that's why well, they're like didn't they're pause. like
2: lined up for the kickoff. Yeah. No, I know. And yeah. they're jumping around and like the players are literally <laughs> like, right, at the go, 50 buddy. yard line come on, jumping Come on Dwayne. Let's get through but, this. Yep. So
1: only only thing missing was like Stone Cold's music of the glass breaking was like the only thing missing from the rocks yeah. introduction. Um, I love the commercials. I thought the Dolly Parton Miley Cyrus stuff was hilarious. The Larry Derrick Larry David commercial. That was stole good. the show. That was the, I thought the late one ones me. were good. Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh, the Jamie Lynn and Sopranos commercial. That was pretty badass. I thought that was that was really, really cool. And the halftime show, man. I thought the halftime show was superb. And I know there's probably and, and here's there's always the contradictory fact of these halftime shows. A bunch of the old generation. I know Patrick Royce like wasn't in love with with the halftime show. But then you know Soggy. what? Yeah, shocking. Mean, I mean, super it's surprising. Never gonna work completely, but like to be matter. honest, dude, give me give me all of that kind of music instead of like. I don't know, Bruce Springsteen yeah. or something lame. Like, don't be serving oh, the boomer God, generation. Like,
0: oh, sports like, writers, you're don't, out. Don't, and you'll don't never know. work. Come in business. on, dude. Give, Get give, out. Me, give Get me some out.
2: entertainment. You're I, in LA. I like Bruce Springsteen. Why are you taking shots at Springsteen? The boss. No,
1: God, just vanilla ice cream for a halftime show? <laughs> are you kidding ice? me, dude? No, 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 no. Give, give me Eminem and give me Kendrick Lamar. Give me Snoop Dogg. That was a phenomenal halftime show. And I thought all He's, the off the field entertainment was great.
2: I will say uh, that would have been a phenomenal opportunity if Tupac is indeed still alive out to there bring somewhere. Like, so like if he, if he would have somehow made his return at the Super Bowl yesterday.
0: Biggie and Tupac come
2: out. Yeah, just both of yeah, come fine. back. We're good. We're Walt's good. Crazy. Been on an island for I a few years. I have it's
1: great. No idea how long uh, Fifty Cent was hanging up upside down. I know people were like, people were trying <laughs> like to figure out like, was he up there for an hour just hanging out up there? <laughs> but uh, I, I thought the halftime show was great, and like this was, I thought, the first year in a long time that the commercials were pretty damn good. Like I don't, they weren't like yeah. over the top, yeah. phenomenal. They're never going to be what they used to be. I didn't
0: like the first batch. I thought the second batch was yeah, was I thought far stronger. I thought it was great entertainment.
2: Well, last year I think like, all these companies last year felt yeah. like oh well we got to be you know these unprecedented times that we're going through and like we need to yeah. strike the right tone. And this year it was like. All right, let's just be funny again. Yeah. Let's bring Larry David in over here. Let's get Colin Jost. The Colin Jost Charlotte one was, was, was really funny. good. It's really uh, probably my favorite one. Yeah, me too.
1: Genius of that crypto company. Just put in a QR code. Nothing but a QR code for 30 seconds. I didn't. Genius. Oh, really? I lo- I thought that was super smart. I
2: I, I agree. It was I, great. I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't almost. like it. It just no. bounced All around right. my screen. I'm yeah, like, really? Old man. I'm yeah. like, really? I thought You're it was great. And
0: I ain't buying crypto, so I'm not getting involved with crypto. So
2: You're not getting involved with crypto? No. No, I won't Why? be getting involved with
0: crypto. Because I'm fifty two and I'm on the back I'm I'm going towards the back end of things. I'll just I just want to hear my Judd describe crypto. I don't need new <laughs> I don't need new exploratory financial options.
2: What do you think about Ethereum, Judd? Um you dodge that good, good running back, <laughs> not not the great. Th- Third round.
0: Wouldn't play them too much though. <laughs> yeah. Never play your third round picks, folks. That's the lesson that we
2: learned. Oh, God. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna latch on to one of the. Uh, well, let me back up a step. My favorite thing, I think, about the pregame shows is a lot of these, like, the Adam Schefter types and the Ian Rappapores, they sit on big stories, and they they look to break them <laughs> they on were breaking them at, like, Sunday. 8 a.m., though. That's
0: great. It was, I kept seeing tweets like it was 8 a.m. I'm like, yeah. why are you guys breaking this now?
2: It's, kind of, it's like we got to get – they, they want to get out in front so yes. watch their networks and stuff. So we had – you know, Pelissero had the uh, all indications our Kirk Cousins will be the Vikings quarterback in 2022. Pause. But they need to figure out his contract, which is, like, the whole, you know – But the the biggest one was Sean McVay potentially retiring, and you know we'll I guess we'll find out in the next week or so. But here's my statement: I would, I would love to see Sean McVay in the Monday Night Football booth. And I think it's I think I don't think he retires this year, but he's on the record saying I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids, I don't want to be a coaching lifer. Yeah, he doesn't want to coach till he's sixty. He's already said that. And I don't know how much money he makes as the head coach of the Rams. Zimmer made eight million dollars. I think McVeigh maybe makes around that or less even. But let's say he can negotiate like a ten million dollar deal. You know, to because John Gruden was making ten, so let's say McVay Romo can money. make ten or twelve. Give him Romo money. He can make twice as much as a TV analyst. No Romo pre- makes twenty. No pressure. Yeah,
0: with ten percent of the workload. No, no pressure. <laughs> not even. No,
1: I yeah.
2: love it. I love it. Dude, I love that. Imagine idea. him and you. And you texted us this yesterday. In. Al Michaels is a free agent now too, right? Yes. I mean, that, and he's not hit, going back. And Collinsworth said goodbye to each other. Tarico is in. So Tariqo Collinsworth.
0: Collinsworth and and Collinsworth was going to be a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, but just signed an extension. Aikman is. And w- and I guess
2: he wants Romo money. And so for for, for Amazon Thursday night. Yeah, is that yeah
0: that's a possibility. There's also a possibility that he will keep the Fox job, take the Thursday night job. And between the two of them make like approximately 20 mil. Yeah.
2: So how about Monday night football? Al. Let's get like three more years of Al. Yeah. Al's like eighty but still, still throws fastballs. Uh, I am with you on and this. And he's just, you know, bring him back to Monday night football for the first time in whatever, 10, 15 years. Great way to and put Sean go McVay out. Yes. Oh. Yes. Wouldn't that be a blast? And then the Manning cast on the other on the alternate all due respect to brian greasy but <laughs> i think i might be done i think i might be done
0: a little bit with the manning cast if i got what al and mcveigh mcveigh i'm a bit mcveigh would be phenomenal i think in explaining things oh my god but you're
2: just you're just done you're just done with the manning cast
0: the manning cast i sort of watch because it's funny and i like it and it's informative but the current monday night booth i have no desire to listen to
2: so part of, you're saying part of why I'm you watch it cash is is to, is to avoid. Well, uh, I don't even, Steve
0: Levy. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not that I don't like them; it's just that I I don't know. I've I don't the show. I don't get excited by them. Like Steve if Levy if you have Al, if you have Al and Sean McVay, I'm excited.
3: Dude,
2: like a just
3: a and
0: Collinsworth
2: be, on NBC. The forty-five year age gap. No, no more than that. It'd be, yeah, it'd be like a forty-five <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, it'd be great. Age gap. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like, fantastic. Like, Roy, like the Royce and Mackey show. Al thinks young though. Althing's very young. He's a gambler. Yep. He's a big gambler. Yeah, that would be that it's would Portuguese be amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh Jetley. back to Declan here. Judd. No, uh, it's Declan. me, right? It Judd. I don't even know. Phil is the just, wrong guy. You yeah, know what? I'm still I love still you. Drunk from and yesterday. you're
0: really good. You might be like, the worst point guard I've ever seen. Oof. <laughs> you cannot wow. keep track. I can keep track better than Phil can, which is remarkable cuz I can't keep track. <laughs>
2: Uh, I agree. I think I think write between right that, between, write that between down the sideline statements. I'm pretty poor, pretty bad. In, in terms of all He's the, like, I, like, I mean, should start keeping Who's it got the ball? Alley. Yeah, has got <laughs> the ball.
0: Where am I passing the ball? And then
2: of course he just guns it. Then he checked from Phil Mackey. Oh, that's hilarious! Oh, all right, God. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna do some self evaluation <laughs> self scouting. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. With some self scouting. That's why playing Kubiak. Keep a tally here on my right. notebook. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. Okay, first of
0: all. all right, so who are we back to? God. It's me. And I would like to begin this statement by congratulating our executive producer, Declan Goff. You're write-that-downs were phenomenal. Like, the Gatorade one, the Gatorade one was good, and I, I was, yeah, that's cool. The proposal one, though, and, like, you got them both, just phenomenal. Just Acknowledge
2: congratulations. me. Congratulations. Okay, was there, was there like, the the proposal thing, mm-hmm. I, yeah. We're was there to... rumblings that that was going to happen, or? I mean, I just looked at the
1: odds, and the odds were it wasn't going to happen. It was plus four hundred that so you there like, would didn't be a proposal. See, like, it might
0: be something, or oh, okay. And
1: it just like it. It always seems. I feel like it's a place where it does happen quietly. Like, and, and was yeah. the safety for the? Was it even the starting safety? No. Yes. Yes. It was the starting. Was the starting Taylor, safety Taylor I had no Rock idea who the hell he was. His name. I just want. I knew. I knew someone of those fifty-three more. Not morons. But would do something brash like that. They, they, uh, of course, they're on. A, they're riding a high like that. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But uh,
0: but yes, it yeah. was a. Th- this was an all time performance. On on, write that down. If I do say so myself, it was fantastic, and I'm impressed. And it leads me to my statement, which is, oh god, it's time for a ban. All right, I never <laughs> want to see you. Just want a Super Bowl. Like this is the this is the professional culmination, and I don't care what your age is. Like this is huge. You just grinded through. With your teammates, you just grinded through this incredibly special season, culminated with a Lombardi trophy. I want to see a ban on wedding proposals. If I'm a coach, you are not, if we win a championship of any sort, you are not getting down on one knee during our moment. Like it's all about team, 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 team. I'm with Judd on this. Uh, you are, you know what? Keep it and, and look, a marriage proposal is a huge deal. Yes. It's awesome. So I am not saying, "Oh, forget her or him." No. What I'm saying is they are both awesome events that deserve their own moment yes. and their own spotlight. I and, mean, uh, and just uh,
2: just because Taylor Rap is more of uh, more of a romantic than you guys no, are, okay. No. No, I'm telling romantic. you, it's, it's not romantic.
0: And and it, it's the most self-centered yes. non Team serving thing. Your brothers. And the game's you over. The game's over. No, I want you in your you lo- I game. want you in the locker room. I want you in the locker room. And you know what? I also don't want. I don't want you planning this out when I'm trying to get you to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Like this guy had to go get the ring. He had to think of well, if we win, did, I'm going to do. He's this. a millionaire,
2: dude. He probably had someone. He he. First I don't of all, want, he's probably had the. Ri- it, he's probably had the ring for a while. Had the ring, what right? have you talked about, Phil? He didn't. He, it's, uh, Jed, he didn't. You think he bought the ring on Phil, Tuesday Phil's last Phil, week? Phil's no, right no, no. One.
0: But he had to plan it out. And it's <laughs> Sorry, mental guys, bandwidth. I got to miss this. I do meeting not, I have I got to go to, not, I gotta
2: go to Jared.
0: <laughs> I do not want you using your mental bandwidth for anything but the football game.
2: I don't want you thinking about it. No, well, actually, if no. If, if, no, if this I was don't. a Super Bowl ad, it's genius. If he got paid right. for this. OK, but I, I don't what's the they, they what's the that. difference between, uh, you know, like somebody had to somebody had to do the Disney thing yesterday. You know, what if that and that because they come up because they hey, Matthew, if you win, we're going to need you. To yeah, but do I don't give Disney it thing. any thought.
0: It's not it's not it doesn't come from my mental bandwidth. I mean, thinking about proposing engagement the rest of your life in marriage. All of that is things I do not want you thinking about.
2: During the only. Yeah, it's too bad it impacted the Rams' the ability only, to win the a Super Bowl. The
0: only one, the only one that that I will say <laughs> is unavoidable was the receiver's wife who went into labor and gave birth. That was incredible. And he had to leave the stadium. You know what? That's not pre-planned. That is okay. Cool. I'm actually, surprised and ripped that. That's great. No, you can't. What nine months so from now? We water might broke win like a Super in a Bowl. suite
2: somewhere. Probably yeah. and
0: yeah. Pro- probably because of stress and things. Right? I, but I got no problem with that. The proposal that is a, a a predetermined distraction that I want no part of. If I am the coach of that team.
2: I think you're overreacting. I will say if, if it was done on a jumbotron, then I would fully agree with everything. you. I just don't said. want you. I I'm don't want you thinking about that. Proposal. We are
0: in this for your brother, Matthew <laughs> Stafford, for Cooper Cup, not for your girlfriend. Take that offline, as they say in the corporate world. Go offline with that. Go to a restaurant and do what you got to do. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I, I want to sneak this one in here, too. Um, someone sent us this statistic via Twitter here. My statement is Super Bowl winning running backs are almost never highly paid. Mm-hmm. Stack another one on the list here. So Cam Akers is the main running back for the Los Angeles Rams. His base salary is 1.1 million dollars. All right, here are the last I don't know, 12 13 Super Bowl winning main running backs and how much money, and by the way, Dalvin I think he's up to like an 8 or 10 million dollar cap hit on the way to like 12 14. Vikings are spending a lot of money on Dalvin. Cam Akers 1.1 1. 1. Leonard Fournette, two million, Damian Williams, one million, Sony Michelle, four hundred eighty thousand. Wow. Legarrett Blunt, back-to-back years of under a million dollars. CJ Anderson, half million dollars. Legarrett Blunt again, seven hundred thousand dollars. Percy Harvin was listed as the, the leading he's the leading rusher for the Seahawks in 2013, two thousand <laughs> thirteen, two point five million. Okay. Marshawn Lynch made some money, so that's a loophole. Uh, Ray Rice, 2012, two thousand twelve, two million. Ahmad Bradshaw, 1.5. James Starks with the Packers, 300,000. This is going back to 2009. Saint Pierre Thomas, half million dollars. So, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't mean you can't win a Super Bowl when your running back makes an F-load of money. I think it just makes it a lot harder to build out the rest of your roster. So, you know, Vikings can't do a whole lot to save cap money this year with Dalvin Cook because so much is tied up. But uh, probably not the best idea to be paying that much money for a running
0: back. His uh, 2022 cap hit, according to uh, Spotrack, is $11.9 million.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think Up if they were to 5. get rid 1. of him, there's so much dead money, yeah. the way they structured it, that they, like getting rid of him doesn't help you for this year, really, but it could help you in future years. So, now, He's a great player, but... You know, these, you know, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Rams, some of the best offenses we've seen are kind of just like floating running backs. Positional
0: value, baby. Positional mm-hmm. value. Most important thing in this yeah. sport.
2: All right, Declan.
1: Uh, just my final weekend statement. Uh, I am a dad. A dog dad. A dog dad. Oh. I, uh, a little, little little puppy dog entered the life. little Vinny. little I Vinny. saw a little yeah, four, that's cute. All four pounds of him. Oh. Little fangs that's on good. him. Little teeth. Good boy. Sleeps all Wait, the time. Is, this,
2: is it... Is it yours or your gal's or both? The gal's. Joint custody? It's joi- the, yeah,
1: there, there is some, I think, some joint custody, but the gal's. You might, the
2: might dogs. want to know
0: exactly what the
1: no, no, yeah, ground no, rules are. The, here. The, uh, so on date, I think it was our first date, she warned me, not warned me, but like prefaced that, hey, I'm on I this wait you. list for a dog. Because her parents have the same dog and she wanted to get the same dog. So she, she was, I think she was asking, like, are you a dog person? Because, like, I'm getting a dog. Um, and obviously I'm a, I'm a big dog person, so I was, I was all about it. But she didn't think she was going to get it this quickly. She was on this, queer. it's like through a breeder, and it was through this wait list. Oh boy, and then her name came up like about a couple months earlier than she anticipated it would come up on. So she got him on on Friday, um, had to drive all the way out to Wisconsin to get it. It's a cute little dog. It's a petite, mini golden doodle. So it only gets up to like 20 pounds, and like maybe oh. two feet long. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's pretty it's a pretty cute feet, looking dog. Petite mini twenty pounds Goals isn't bad. I am gonna
2: say uh, if you, like twelve. If you, if you guys are upset as the audience out there because Declan refuses to go to a humane society, send him an email at DGoff at I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna com. say, Oh my god, don't
0: tell him that, that you went to a farm. I hope
1: her,
2: dude. They vetted
0: it. No,
1: that was. Well. Hey, it was. That, it mean, was. That was the. Au- she was the coordinator on this play. Okay, I just. I just work wow. here. I'm. I'm the quarterback. Whoa, all right? Under the bus. I'm the quarterback. What's her I, name again? I call the plays. Kelsey called the plays. Okay. Okay. I,
0: Kelsey's contact for these upset uh, pe- people. I, as well? I will
1: not be giving out that information.
0: That is. So so it's Kel- So Kelsey basically made the calls. Made the calls. And, and, hired, and, and got you're the just dog um, and
1: I'm the quarterback Pat. here. Yeah, I'm I'm I you know. the, the the plays are being scripted and I'm running the plays. Yeah, okay, I'm, you're I'm Kirk running this offense. Yes, I'm 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 the Kirk, I guess, in this situation. Bill's exactly right though.
0: We will get at least one. Oh, no, 100%. So, you selfish. Yeah, son I awful. know. I'm just you the worst human, human being. girlfriend. Yeah. My,
1: my Where terrible, are you from, Edina? Oh my
2: god, how dare we I mean, love we got an animal. all those little
0: dogs that need to be saved and you're going
2: out there and oh boy. You guys got any more statements Yeah. That's a Leave Dex hanging out. Oh, I, I got one more. Okay.
0: <laughs> Back to the game and the halftime show. Evan McPherson oh, yeah. walks. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. The fact that the Bengals kicker said, you know what? I'm a kicker. I do not need to go in the locker room to hear uh, Zach Taylor's speech. I am going to sit on the bench and watch and enjoy the halftime show.
2: God bless that kid. I love that. He's like the like the most carefree kicker in the NFL. It's just great. And he's a rookie. The,
0: he's a kid. I love the that.
2: divisional round where he's doing his warm-ups. Yep. you know, he's got to got, have like a 50-yarder to put the Bengals in the AFC Championship game for the first time in however long. And he turns to the whatever it was, the punter or somebody. Yeah. And, well, we're about to go to the AFC Championship <laughs> game. It wasn't like a chip shot. It was like a 50-yarder.
0: I love the it's fact,
2: though. man.
0: He's like, I'm on the team, but I can do my job without hearing the head coach's speech. And by the way, that's Snoop Dogg.
2: Yeah, I need to be out here. This is a once-in-a-lifetime awesome. Good for that kid. All right, that's uh, Mackie and Judd statements on a Monday. Purple Daily is going to be rocking today. If you missed it, by the way, yesterday's episode of Purple Daily, a deep dive with our friend Tyler Fornes from NBC Sports Edge, uh, just about the Senior Bowl, players the Vikings could look to draft in the first round. Are they going to draft a quarterback? We dove into all those things, so check that out from uh, from Sunday's Purple Daily. And we'll do a little, uh, a little more Mackie and Judd tomorrow with some who gets it, who doesn't. Happy Super Bowl hangover Monday, everybody. Someday. Someday the Vikings will reward us for all of this uh, pain that we've all endured.
3: Oh well, I'm here for it.
2: Yeah, probably won't be.
3: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.